And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is really a pleasure to come your way today. Uh, I have in studio with me, interestingly enough, a returning guest, Peter Wright, who is with us to talk about uh, some more of the work that he is doing. And uh, we are so happy to have you here on the program today. Pleasure to be here again. Uh, you've, we've, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but you've got some sort of bullet points. And uh, one of the things I'd like to have you do is sort of uh, give those who are listening maybe for the first time, uh, give them a little bit of an insight as to uh, who you are and what it is that you bring to help people to move forward in their lives, to maybe uh, get on track as far as their life's purpose. I'm a certified hypnotherapist with about 25 years of experience in working, especially within the metaphysical field, which means that um, I'm a board-certified past life regression therapist, and I also uh, work with uh, spirit guides and uh, beings of light who work with us during the session to help the client resolve um, his or her issues. Uh, um, I'm very much interested in in exploring and helping people release what no longer serves them, the blocks that prevent them from moving forward. And we've got a lot of them, and we start <laughs> to pile them up from almost from infancy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I know that it's probably a different area than what you deal in in terms of trying to prevent these things from happening so that we don't have to go through these processes because I would venture that if, the, if, if, if there was something else that you'd rather be doing than s serving in this capacity, which we're grateful for, but I think about that of people who are of service in this area, of trying help, to help people get past some of these blockages, these traumas. If we could raise our children up to where they didn't have these traumas, right. then you guys could, and gals could go on and pursue something else. Well, but this is my, my passion. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been doing this, as I say, for, for quite a while and find that by using hypnosis as a way to gain access to uh, the fifth dimension, um, the very high vibrational energy, um, we can easily then bring forth your heart, your higher self, and all your guidance to work with us in partnership with us on behalf of resolving the issues that you've brought to the table. Mm. Um, I find that um, we these resources know everything there is to know about us from this life and past lives and are eager to partner with us uh, during the session to help you uh, come to closure or mm. take off layer after layer of the, uh, the fears, the anxieties, the relationship issues, or whatever it is that you might be dealing with. I know that in my own personal life with things that I have been dealing with, one of the key phrases I hear from so many people, and I'd love for you to dive into this, is you need to take care of yourself. Yes, you have these responsibilities and those responsibilities, right. and you have these commitments and those commitments. However, you have to take care of yourself. Um, I, I even hear this from my mother. She's 89 years old today or this, this week, this month. Um, but she uh, is um, 
a very wise woman. I mean, mm-hmm. she's lived a lot of years. Her, she and her husband, my father, uh, almost made it to 66 years. He almost wow. made it to 92 years of age. Um, but she has always been steadfast in training us, the six of us children, in taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. of being happy. Is that sort of the goal? It's not just getting past these things. It's not just understanding why they're there. And that's another area we'll get into. But it's also getting to a place where you're, if you will, at peace. I mean, we could say happy. I mean, mm-hmm. it talks about mm-hmm. it in our document, founding documents, pursuit of happiness. Um, is, that, is that really kind of what, what's sort of the goal in that respect in addition to then maybe helping them to find their purpose? So what I, what I seek to do with a client is right up front connect them to their heart, their higher self, and all the guidance available to them so that they can tune in to that inner wisdom, that intuition, if you will, perhaps on a daily basis to help them navigate their lives. Mm. I wanted to ask you about the aspect of these, I, I don't know if, if using, continually using the word trauma is the correct word, but there are those who will say that these are on our path, they're part of our path mm-hmm. that makes us who we are. And I get, what is it? Now here in the 21st century, because this is where we are, now it's time to find a way to let these things release, get release from these things so that you know, there's a fuller life? Exactly, exactly. So from my perspective, having worked with past lives, I find that Earth is a free will zone, Mm -hmm. one of the few places in the galaxy that is free will. Mm -hmm. We come to Earth, we choose to come to Earth to practice making choices. That's how our souls evolve. Mm. And there are no wrong choices, they're just choices with consequences. Yeah. So that we come back lifetime after lifetime to get better at making our choices. Um, And so eventually we learn that it's all about love. It's all about forgiveness. It's not about hate or anger or whatever. It's helping each other. We're all one. And through that to um, realize that we are in charge of our lives and to make wise choices as a result. Yeah. I noticed that there seems to be a great deal of angst out there, anxiety, yes, depression, mm-hmm. but also there also seems to be this attitude of, I can't think of any other word, like revenge. Somebody has wronged me and now I've got to get even. I've got to even the score, an eye for an eye and a tooth mm-hmm. for a tooth. And from my understanding, that was the old way of doing things. Right. And yet it still lives today in, shall we say, the social psyche. It does. And so what I encourage my own clients to do is to uh, focus on forgiveness, focus on being the best they can be to themselves and to those around them. Because with karma, with past lives, what goes around comes around. And the sooner we can step back into our own power with an open heart and a desire to 
to uh, let go of the past, um, then the sooner we can move on and focus on what our needs are in um, being of service to ourselves mm. and those around us in the process. Mm. Well, I know that that's what we are here for. It's what I am here for, uh, to be of service to people. And through this program, we, we do that. And we mm -hmm. encourage folks right. to uh, maintain and keep moving forward as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, along with Peter Wright and a good friend, but also uh, um, someone who I have seen, and especially in that area of past lives, uh, the LBL, Life Between Lives Therapy, I guess you'd call it, mm -hmm. and hypnosis and so forth. Mm -hmm. Is that a big part of what you do is using hypnosis, or is that just a small snippet? Because it seems like every time I talk to you, you've added something new to your repertoire. Okay. Well, hypnosis is at the very core of my, of my practice. And just to uh, acquaint people with what hypnosis is, it's just simply focused concentration where you're fully aware of everything that's going on around you. You hit the traffic outside. But hopefully you're sharing with me what's going on inside of you. Because I believe so many of our answers are within us if we can just get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here to help you get out of the way. Isn't that the truth? Uh -huh. we, we do need to get out of the way. I... I I find it interesting that there are choices that I want to make. Mm -hmm. There are decisions that I want to make. But I don't make them now because there's something inside of me that says it's not time yet. Is there, is there, uh, uh, is timing, does timing have a lot to do with this in any way, shape, or form in terms of what I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard this phrase, divine right order or divine timing? Yes, absolutely. So with my practice, not only are we turning to your guidance to help you resolve these issues, but I'm also uh, helping you to, towards the end of the session, come up with a sacred spot, a special place in your imagination where you can reconnect with this guidance and perhaps meet with them daily and um, ask questions of them through your heart and get first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice in response from them mm -hmm. about next steps in your life. Because mm -hmm. we all have helpers around us, spirit guides, those from the light who are eager to step forward and be of service to us. What got you started down this path? Was this something that, uh, in your, maybe in your case, it was something in your childhood that clicked and said, I think, uh, you know, I've been through what I've been through. I've found facilitators. I want to help people. Good question. When I was about eight years of age, I have an older brother who had a comic book collection. And there was a Superman comic book that attracted my attention. And back then, there were ads in the last few pages of comic books. And in this particular Superman comic book, there was an ad for a book called How to Hypnotize Your Friends. Whoa. So I thought, how cool. So I went up to my father, and I showed him the ad, and I said, Dad, I really want to buy this book, but I don't have any money. Can you help me? So my father looked at the ad and looked at his loving son and said, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Mm. <laughs> Killed it for 15 years. But got my uh, bachelor's degree and came back to Washington, D.C., and uh, began taking in classes in hypnosis. And that sort of launched me uh, in, in my career. Mm. 
And so my father was very supportive and uh, thought this was great for me. And it's been a really fulfilling way to um, be of service to others and using the trance state as a way for uh, clients to connect with their own wisdom, their own in intuition, and resolve their issues rather quickly, and then continue working with that wisdom after the session on their own. Hmm. What is the evaluative, evaluative process you go through to determine what modality you're going to use with someone to, and again, this is, you're not doing the work per se, you're facilitating the client doing the right. work. So I take the client into hypnosis and then on up into the light, up into the fifth dimension where all possibilities exist for us. We can go anywhere, anyhow, any why, any when, and we're up there in the light. And I should also mention that what I find in this work is that your soul speaks through your imagination. And your soul is not making things up, rather it's translating what is inside of you into first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. So we're now up in the light, high vibration, and I invite you um, to ask your heart to join us um, as, if it, as if you were channeling your heart. Mm -hmm. And to describe, as your heart comes forth, you may see it, sense it, or feel it. So um, how do you experience your heart's energy right now? And for those who are visual, it could be, oh, it's a red heart right out in front of me. Great. So let's invite that red heart to come forth right now with words like, I'm here. I'm here, says your heart, as you're channeling it. So I ask your heart, how do you support uh, Bob? And it will tell us. We then invite your higher self to come forth. How do you experience your higher self? For those who are more auditory or sensing or feeling like I am, it could instead be, oh, I can feel my higher self standing right behind me loving, warm, it just, it has my back, it just said to me. So let's invite that energy to come forth and announce its presence with words like, I'm here. So I'm here, says your higher self through you. How do you support Bob? It will tell us. We then form an inner wisdom team of your heart and your higher self to work with us during the session because they know everything about you for this life and past lives and are eager to report for duty and help you resolve the issues. So that's the beginning of our session, and through that, the issues arise with their assistance. Mm. Because what I find is that you've brought your to-do list to the session, they've brought their to-do list to the session. <laughs> and their list takes precedence over yours, because they know, where we, they know where we need to go first, and it will take us there. So that determines where we're going to go and how we go about doing it. It's interesting, because... I remember going through, and this is one of the things that has always intrigued me about uh, the work that you do, uh, that I've experienced. You have never asked leading questions. Right. And you have always asked, what are you seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, etc.? Right. You know, not are you seeing blue, are you hearing the C note, etc., etc. You're not feeding information. You're trying to extract, but it isn't extracting for your benefit it's extra you're, you're helping to bring out that information for the client exactly so what i what i found was a number of years ago i was at a workshop um as a hypnotherapist and ran and uh, there was another hypnotherapist present also as a participant and during one of the breaks she shared with me on his cell phone part of a video of one of his client sessions now his client was in hypnosis and they had invited the client's uncle harold 
to join them for the session in the imagination of the client. Uncle Harold had passed on years before, but in the video, you could see a little photograph of Uncle Harold dancing right next to the client's face. There was no photograph of Uncle Harold actually in the session room, but Uncle Harold was present, thank you very much, which proved to me that everybody is available to us in the trans state. Whether they're alive in physical body, we ask them to join us in um, your imagination, or they passed on, we ask them to join us in the spirit realm, or their past life personalities that we can easily access, or their spirit guides, angels, archangels, ascended masters. Everybody is available to us. So we invite the key resources from the light to be present and lead the session for us. And they do. Hmm. We're talking with uh, Peter Wright. You, you, you're not a doctor. You don't go by Dr. Peter Wright. Right. Okay. I'm a, I'm a certified hypnotherapist and a board-certified past life regression therapist, one of about 40 in the nation. Mm. And I've been doing this work for 25 years. Now, we, we know that we come into this world and we start to have these experiences, whether we want to call them traumas or what have you. Mm -hmm. But we're also dealing with a lot of the same elements from past lives. We're dealing with issues that are perhaps not yet resolved from past lives. Because what I found in my practice is that uh, before coming into this body, um, we're in the spirit realm, and we are meeting with our guidance to talk about what, wants, what we want to have happen for our soul to continue to evolve in this lifetime. What challenges will we be facing? Um, we choose our parents. What parents will we be picking mm -hmm. to help us learn these challenges? Um, and we also put together sort of a plan for the life that can always be changed because we have, um, we're, we're in charge of making our own choices. So that's how we arrive in this uh, particular situation in this life with challenges and opportunities and learning experiences, and we learn from them as a result. Hmm. You have some, I'll call them bullet points. Mm -hmm. that we talked about and uh, that you want to discuss here on the program as we continue. Uh, and we'll do that as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan along with uh, Peter Wright, and um, we are discussing this uh, aspect of um, getting the assistance and the support that one needs in order to move forward in our lives. And I would certainly encourage those of you listening to the program or watching on YouTube uh, to touch base with Peter. How can they get a hold of you? Because you have a phone number as well as a, uh, a website. The best way to do this is to go to my website, which is www.insightsfromwithin.com. Take a look at, especially at what my clients say. There's a section there that talks about uh, typical client sessions to give you a sense of what's possible. And as you'll see in the website, I offer free consultations of 30 to 45 minutes mm -hmm. by Zoom or phone or Skype. Um, and you can easily set up one of those. There's a, uh, you can contact me through the website. And should you decide to move forward on uh, working with me, we can typically do this by Zoom or phone or Skype. I have clients around the world. 
We're talking about some of the finer points of the work that you do. You've given us the information on how to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have a free consultation that's available through, uh, through that website. We hope that people will do that. What are some of the things that you want to talk about for, um, uh, you know, uh, for, us, for, our, for our listeners today, for our viewers today? I'd like to talk about the past lives of children. And this is based on a University of Virginia professor by the name of Dr. Ian Stevenson, who spent 40 years exploring the past lives of children. Um, typically, the children were ranged, ranged in age from two to seven, and they remembered their most recent past life. Um, what I found is that Dr. Stevenson, who worked for the University of Virginia, um, set it as his sort of goal to um, research this topic, where he used skills as a detective, an investigative reporter, and a social scientist to track down and interview firsthand um, children who had memories of a past life, to then uh, connect them with the particular family that they remembered being with. The family's mm-hmm. still alive today, mm-hmm. but in fact, to discover Um, how much of what the child remembers was in fact true. So what he would do would be um, he would be focusing on children who were, um, or what what he discovered, that these children at the age of two or three would be um, talking about memories of being in a, uh, with a different family. Um, And so he'd pay attention to those statements and then using a scientific method, find that particular family that they said they had been a part of. And he would then take them to meet with the family and um, find out how much the child remembered on meeting with them that was in fact true. Hmm. Um, what he found out was then it was confirmed by members of the family, um, issues like family secrets or names of pets or hmm. information that a five-year-old child would not be aware of, especially if the family did not live nearby. So it was quite an amazing uh, research effort that he made where he would, um, he went to five different continents. I spoke with people from varying cultural patterns. Um, He met with families who did not believe in reincarnation. And he met with families where the religious dogma sternly preached against reincarnation. Um, So it was um, quite an interesting 40 years of exploring where he worked with more than 2,000 children and their cases. And this doctor's name again? Ian Stevenson. Ian Stevenson. Interesting. And what he discovered was that um, these previous lives of these children frequently ended prematurely and unnaturally, often involving violence, suicide, or accident. And in fact, in 75% of the cases, this previous personality died relatively young. And moving on with the research as well, on average, he found that the previous personality died about four and a half years before the birth of the child. Hmm. So the person had just died relatively recently and that um, through this effort, um, he was able to bring the child to meet with the family, and then find out, in fact, the truth about the child's memories being part of that actual family, 
without having much background um, about the child in, uh, in advance. So mm. fascinating. Now, I know that there are many philosophies out there, including Christianity, that did teach, and I say this in regards to Christianity, that did teach early on mm -hmm. about reincarnation. Right. But that was eliminated, from what I understand, because it, the, the powers that be felt that this gave people an out to, quote-unquote, misbehave in this mm -hmm. lifetime exactly. that they were in. Exactly. And so with, the, uh, with 553 A.D., the, um, the, uh, there was a, a conclave uh, where the Christian church was trying to assert its power. Mm -hmm. And with, um, with the Christian church asserting its power, up until that point, the feeling was, among many people, my destiny is up to me. I'm in charge of my destiny. Well, the church is seeking to, to uh, be, assert its power, and so they decided, that those, the, the uh, powers that be, decided that, in fact, that's not true. You need to go through the church to, uh, uh, to find your way to God. Um, mm. And therefore, um, they did away with the belief in reincarnation um, and at that particular point. Um, so uh, thus you had to, to lead a good life um, through the church, and then you would be saved by God. Yeah. The one misnomer that I find interesting that many believers do not want to accept is that in this case, Christianity did not evolve out of a vacuum. Right. That every philosophy has evolved out of one or more philosophies that they were, in essence, influenced by. Mm -hmm. uh, and Christianity is no different. Uh, um, uh, the Islamic faith is no different. The Baha'i faith, of which I was actually for a year and a half a Baha'i back in the 90s, mm -hmm. is really interesting. I've, I've considered you know, a lot of different things in that regard. I have a lot of, of Baha'u'llah's books. Uh, I've been diving into Judaism, which came before Christianity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just, you know, I guess it's, it's, I struggle with the unwillingness of people to accept because the reality is, as individuals, we are who we are because of our parents right. and, of course, because of our siblings, if we have any siblings or relatives, but also because of our ancestors. Um, I know that you've probably heard this many times uh, from people who will talk about, especially, let's say there's a newborn. Oh, he has, he has Uncle Peter's ears, mm -hmm. and he's mm -hmm. got so-and-so's eyes and so-and-so's this and that and the other. And then as they start growing and they express their temperament and their interests, mm -hmm. this, this, which this doctor researched had to have dived, had to have dove into some of these elements to help the individual, or maybe the children, and of course as they grew, they began to understand more, um, about what their life was all about. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, in general, our lives are, if we choose, about service. Right. To self and to others. And to self, not in a selfish, narcissistic way. But as mm -hmm. I was commenting earlier, you know, I keep being told, Richard, you need to take care of you. 
you know, and that's not in a selfish or narcissistic way. It's you've got to take care of your blood pressure. You've got to take care of your blood sugar. You have to make sure you keep getting exercise. You have to keep doing the things that you love doing that give you that give you pleasure and give you happiness and give you a reason for getting up in the morning. And that's why you're here yeah. to experience what life is like. Yeah. And to um, through that process, um, you know, love, mm -hmm. um, enjoy, uh, give back, etc. Mm. It's not about um, buying everything you can buy. It's about right. opening your heart to the world and to yourself and looking after yourself right. with that in mind. So what else were, in your research um, with Dr. Ealing's, uh, is, I, is that right? Stevenson. Dr. Stevenson. Stevenson. Beg your pardon, Dr. Stevenson. And what else did, did he discover in his research? 40 years. Right. I'm celebrating my 44th year in this business, so I have an idea of how long he was doing this. And he must have really loved doing it. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So let me just share one uh, case study of, um, from one of his followers, mm -hmm. because I thought it would be especially interesting to your, to your listeners here and watchers. Um, it involves um, a boy by the name of Ryan Hammonds, who at the age of four told his mother, Cindy, um, I think I used to be somebody else. He's four years of age. Mm. So whenever Ryan saw the iconic Hollywood sign on television, he would get excited saying that was his home and he wanted to return there. He's four years old. Ryan told his mother that he'd been an agent in Hollywood. He talked about dancing on Broadway and living in a house with a large swimming pool. Mm. And when songs came on the radio, Ryan would stand up and start tap dancing. <laughs> He talked about going to fancy parties with a cowboy man who had a horse that performed tricks. Okay. At school, Ryan would, was asked to draw pictures uh, of his home, and he'd always draw four people, himself, his parents, um, and what he called, in quotes, the old me. Oh. So Ryan's mom began to write down everything that Brian told her about his past life. She borrowed books about Hollywood, from the local library, hoping that this would help Ryan process his memories. And in one book, they found a photo from an old movie called Night After Night. And Ryan became very animated and shouted, Mommy, that's George. We did a motion picture together. Then he pointed to a man on the side of the photo and said, And that's me next to him. Well, uh, Brian had said he didn't know his name in a previous personality, but his mother was um, turned to um, a colleague who was a movie buff, and he, she discovered that the actor in the photo that uh, his, her son had mentioned mm -hmm. was George. It was the famous actor George Raft. Wow. Okay. Wow. So when Ryan was five years of age, his mother made contact with Professor Jim Tucker, who took over for Ian Stevenson when Ian Stevenson retired. And they discovered that, in fact, that actor was named Marty Martin, the one that Ryan thought he was. Mm -hmm. He was a rather obscure person in Hollywood who was a dancer, an actor, a Hollywood agent, and he died in 1964. When Professor Tucker visited Ryan and his parents, the five-year-old was asked to pick out photos of people and places related to Marty Martin, and he did that successfully. So when his mother took him to a beautiful old building where Marty Martin's talent agency had been located in Hollywood, 
Ryan acted as if he were truly returning home after a long journey. His whole face lit up with joy. Hmm. So in total, 55 of Ryan's statements about his previous life as Marty Martin were verified as true. For example, Marty Martin was once a tap dancer. He ran a talent agency. He had several wives. His favorite restaurant was in Chinatown. He spent a lot of time in Paris, and he had a large collection of sunglasses. Mm. So years later, now that Ryan is a teenager, he no longer uh, has such clear memories of his life as Marty, but it shows that, in fact, maybe we do um, come back as someone you know, we, we, that we reincarnate mm-hmm. again um, with memories of these past lives. Mm. I think that's very, very intriguing. Well, I know that in my, in the process you took me through, the hypnosis process with mm-hmm. Life Between Lives, um, we, went, we only went back to the life before this one. Okay, we only went back that far. Well, in fact, if I may interrupt, what I have discovered is that currently in the third dimension, time exists. We have a passage of time. Mm-hmm. But outside of the third dimension, time does not exist. So that in reality, with past lives, you could consider yourself um, in this life going to the river and getting on a boat and going um, backwards, going, going, you know, mm-hmm. and you're then visiting past lives because all our lifetimes are going on simultaneously. Mm. I don't understand that. I, as, I don't understand that. <laughs> but supposedly that's true. So your most recent past life could have been in the 14th century. Yeah. And the lifetime before that was in the 19th century. So they're not sequential. Okay. They're, so it not, was not necessarily right. my last life before this one. Although the time frame is close, but by the same token, there could have been a life between the one that I experienced right. and the current one that I'm in. Exactly. As far as uh, at least, I would say at least one more because I, I place that period of time because there were horses, there were towns, there were mm-hmm. uh, stagecoaches and so on and so forth. And that would put it probably in the early, mid, maybe late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, of course, I came into this world in this body in 1960. So between, let's just say, 1900 and 1960, I could have lived at least one mm-hmm. or more lives mm-hmm. between then. I mean, oh, God forbid that I was born in 1900 and this, and then for some silly reason I decided I was going to sign up for to go to battle in World War One. And I end up getting killed and have to come back again, and I go through World War II, <laughs> and I go to battle, and I end up dying. And, well, and it's, it, but that's, that's it's called the, life. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> it's it, and it's kind of crazy in one sense, yeah. and we just don't know. I'm curious though. It sounds to me as if the research that Dr. Stevens did did it, and I, maybe I should phase phase phrase this in form of a question. Mm -hmm. Did he find in the research with these children notable personages down through history? Because we hear all the time where someone, an adult, goes through a past life regression, uh, numerous ones, and they'll say, oh, I was this famous person, or I was that famous person. I was Genghis Khan. I Mm -hmm. was Henry VIII. I was... And the list goes on. It's like, 
you know, okay, I'm not going to argue that you weren't, but did he find that any of these kids exhibited any elements, or I shouldn't say exhibited, but revealed information that may have led to the theory that this person, this child in a previous life was someone, some notable person in, in our history? Um, Ian did not, Dr. Stephen did not focus on that aspect of it. Okay. Um, instead, he would bring the, um, the um, child to meet with the parents um, that were in fact, um, let me see, so the so if, if, if the husband had died in that past life, mm -hmm. in the past, mm -hmm. and was reincarnated as a child, then uh, the child would be taken to meet the family of that dead man mm -hmm. and siblings and so on, and would walk in and greet all of them by their, by their first names. Mm. So he, would knew the, he knew everything about the family right. as a five-year-old. Wow. Um, and knew the family secrets and, mm -hmm. and pet names and so on. And so what Dr. Stevenson proved through this was that, in fact, um, you could um, uh, return to that family and that little boy was your father, in that, mm -hmm. uh, was their father, mm -hmm. if you will. Right. You know, and so that's a rather exciting uh, something to, to consider. So our, our souls don't die. We live on right. in upcoming lifetimes and we're just trying to connect the, the dots as it relates to this boy and, and that family. Very interesting stuff. And I have to wonder how much that reveals to us um, uh, in that regard. We're talking with uh, Peter Wright, and uh, we are going to continue doing so as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're talking about uh, um, the aspect, the, the broad perspective of reincarnation. One of the things that I read in a book that I carry with me pretty much everywhere, it's a small little book that was given to me when I was 21, and it was uh, given to me by a very dear friend of mine who refer did not want to be referred to as a mentor, so I won't refer to her as such. But she gave me this book called The Impersonal Life, written by or channeled by a gentleman by the name of I want to say Jim or James Banner. I think that was his okay. name. And in it, there's a chapter about reincarnation. And I remember going back and reading that. And it talked about rather than we have lived, though we have actually lived those lives in the past, we are tapping into the lives of, of God's manifestation. In other words, it's it, it, we didn't live other lives, but when we go into that regression, all we're doing is sort of like tapping mm -hmm. into the Akashic records, mm -hmm. tapping into talk to spirit, etc., etc. We're tapping into those lives. That's what we're tapping into. And I, and I thought about that for a minute, wondering, does that change? Does that in any way, shape, or form change the the uh, outcome, if you will, of gathering this information. And it doesn't because the whole point is through past life regression, if I'm correct, mm -hmm. is we're trying to learn something about self, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. really the bottom line. Right, right. And because we're all connected, these, as you said earlier, all of these lives are going on all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, 
uh, and again, we're talking potentially, if, if, if I have this correct, uh, though I, I'm not, I don't have the numbers in front of me, trillions of people, trillions mm -hmm. of humans mm -hmm. as, um, who came here, uh, trillions of uh, souls who came here to embody right. a human body. Right. And we're just tapping in to the ones that we need to learn lessons from. Right. Exactly. So, so that we are – and so, so with that, um, each life is you, – you set goals before, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. You set goals before coming into the body and you're seeking to, to help uh, achieve those goals mm -hmm. or those learnings or those challenges or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. um, and we come back to pick up where we left off because our souls mm -hmm. are eternal right. and eventually we can – Hopefully return to source, whatever, return to God, whatever that might be. And that's something, too, I'm wondering when you are working with people, if some of these folks, the, one of the lessons that they need to learn is what you just stated, that it is your essence, your soul mm -hmm. that is eternal. The body is not. The right. body is mortal. You will throw it off. My father did it. My sister did it. My best friend has done it. And... Countless, again, trillions, <laughs> I guess, uh, have done this over the span of human history. So as an example, a number of my clients are uh, mothers whose children have died at a, at a young age or committed suicide. Mm. And what we discovered, since everybody's available to us, in the trance state, it's very easy to take the client into hypnosis and then on up into the light, into the fifth dimension, and invite the sun to join us who's passed on. Mm. And what often will happen is that as one son uh, who passed on said to his mom, uh, because he, he died of a drug overdose, and he said to her when she said, why did you die? And he said, mom, don't you remember the contract? And he said, what contract? Well, before we both were incarnated on earth, we decided that I would be your son and that I would die at the age of 21 and that it would be an opportunity for you to um, move into a very important role for you to play um, in helping uh, uh, families whose children had, had died at a young age from, from drugs or whatever. And she said, oh, my gosh, I don't remember that at all, but it made sense to her. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, she was beginning to look into that particular role for herself because she needed to go through the, the trauma of losing a son to then open her heart to what she could do for other families in that same situation. Then her son said, I'm here to help you, Mom. I'm still with you. And I'm here to encourage you, to inspire you, as are others who are doing this work as well. So there are no accidents here, I find. It's often part of our soul's journey to have these challenges that we can then learn from and be inspired by in terms of our own growth as souls. And I think about that in terms of my eldest sister and my father and my best friend and how... I know they're still there. There's or here, I should say. I know they're yeah, still here. They are. And I talk to my dad. I don't talk so much to my sister, and occasionally my best friend. Um, but I guess it's because, for whatever reason, and and there's a part of me that that tries not to get into the why 
mm-hmm. because the why yeah. doesn't really serve yeah. me. No. It is what it is. But my father, um, he gave me a few, I'll call them trinkets, you know, that he possessed while mm-hmm. he was alive. Mm-hmm. And so I have a few of those that remind me of him, remind me of what he gave me specifically. Sure, he had five, six kids, and he gave them as well, but mm-hmm. I can't deal with what he gave them because he didn't give me what he gave them. And so I try to stay focused on how he impacted me. And, and I, I, someone said to me not long ago, uh, when it comes to uh, asking questions, if I have questions, you need to listen faster, they said. He says, he already has your question. He already has it before you even utter it. Mm-hmm. You know. And so you just need to listen. You just need to listen. That's all you need to do. If you, if you think the question, it's, it's, he already knows it. You don't need to verbalize it. Is, is that a, uh, something that you work with people to get to a place where they may not actually hear a voice, but they get an impression? Right. But it's coming from within them, however mm-hmm. they choose to, right. to receive it. Maybe first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. And as I say to clients in the follow-up session, that um, Earth is a free will zone. We mm-hmm. come to Earth to practice making choices. or no, As I mentioned earlier, no wrong choices, mm-hmm. choices with consequences. One of the choices can be, I'm going to ask for help. Uh, I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Another choice can be, I'm going to ask for help from the unseen world. Helps all around, but help cannot help as much as we ask for it because mm-hmm. we have free choice. So I then share with clients that my, from my perspective, um, all the guidance available to us, um, angels, archangels, uh, spirit guides, ascended masters, and so on, from my perspective, each of them has a little cubicle with a comfortable chair, a small desk, and a red phone. They're waiting for our call. They're bored. Mm-hmm. Give them something to do. They're here to help <laughs> us, but they can't help us unless we ask for it. And so I quickly say to my clients, ask for it and say thank you and get out of the way. <laughs> what about uh, the aspect of feeling, seeing, hearing these entities outside of oneself? Mm-hmm. Um, people will report seeing something that just moved across the room, but there's nobody there. Right. They're by themselves. But they know somebody just walked across their path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's a question of, did you get an impression from that? You know, mm-hmm. were you li- you know listening internally at the time or what have you? And, and uh, because I know that my wife, uh, as she spends time uh, by herself a lot now, she's seeing and is aware of relatives around her. And I says, right. well, they're there. They're there to help you. Exactly. You know, they, they, we, we are never alone. Yeah. The help is all around. And so it's just important to tap into that help, ask for assistance verbally or through your thoughts and express gratitude mm. because it's all about gratitude as well. Interesting. Very interesting. How, I, once again, how can people get in touch with you so that they can start working on some of these things? We have, I, I've heard it said that there are two significant periods in a year that 
one should work on self, especially transition from one year to the next. Mm -hmm. Granted, we created the calendar. Right. Animals don't care. It's like yeah. daylight saving time. The cows don't care that it's daylight saving time. The other is your your the date the date of your birth. Ah, okay. All right. I've heard it said that yeah. those are like the two most significant times. Though I'd suggest any time, mm -hmm. any time at all, because if you have issues you're seeking to resolve, then go to my website, www.insightsfromwithin.com. Take a look at what my clients say in a sense of about uh, what is included in the website. And there's a form that you can email to me from there that um, asks for a free consultation. So let's talk for 30, 45 minutes about your issues and about hypnosis and the resources that I can bring to the table for you. And if there's a match, great. If there's not a match, great. Mm -hmm. It's just simply a free Zoom or phone or Skype call. And then the session itself is by Zoom or phone or Skype. Yeah. How about people who, I'm going to say like myself, who are facing certain challenges in their lives and they need to find a way to, I don't know, get back in balance. Mm -hmm. and, and it isn't always about from the external, um, you know, maybe discontinuing certain things or prioritizing mm -hmm. your activities. You know what I'm, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. It's like there's something that I need to do. There's a switch that I need to flip on the inside, so to speak, mm -hmm. euphemistically mm -hmm. speaking that would help me to maybe not stay in, but at least know how to get back into that state of peace, mm -hmm. of contentment, of happiness, I suppose, from mm -hmm. time to time right. too. Right, um, Is So as not to get bogged down by all of the external stuff. Right. Well, I think it's meditation, of course. Mm -hmm. um, with my clients, because we've connected them during the session with their heart, their higher self, and all their guidance, and towards the end of the session, I invite them to describe a sanctuary that they can go to and reconnect with that mm -hmm. guidance. Um, I then provide them with a higher self shortcut that they can use after the session to take them to, into trance, and into that sanctuary where they can invite their guidance to join them in their imagination, mm. and to ask a question through their heart and get an answer from their guidance. So it's one way for them to tune in to their own intuition. We're just adding some faces and some uh, feelings and some names and some um, energy so they can recognize that those resources that are here to help them. But it's a, a terrific way to seek your own intuition to help you actively make better choices in your life. And that's what this program is about, giving people choices and knowledge of those yes. choices to help make their dreams come true. Uh, and I'm sure people are going, well, what do you mean knowledge of those choices? Well, we may only be aware, because it's all we've been taught, that we only have one or two or three choices. Uh, but the reality is that the choices that we have available to us are infinite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've, I'm still f trying to finish my book. I, I, it's, it's like the greatest procrastination project I have ever undertaken. Uh, I've been working on it since 2002. Okay. 
Well, <laughs> it's in process. It's in process. Divine timing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's what someone said to me as well. And, um, but I, I talk about how it's it's important to do the research. All right. If there's something that you want to do, mm-hmm. but you don't know how, mm-hmm. then you need to search. And my wife is in that space right now where she does not know what to do with her life. But there's a part of her that is almost asking me to do the research. And it's like, I can't do it for mm-hmm. you. You mm-hmm. have to figure it out. We have to do our own work. Right. Exactly. And you're not doing the work for the people that come to you. They're doing their own work. So let's say the client comes to me and says there's some sort of block within me. There's a wall. I had a client this past week who talked about she wanted to move forward in a particular area of her life, but there's something blocking her. Well, in the trans state, we invited that block within her to come Mm -hmm. forth um, and talk to us with words like, I'm here, giving it a voice, Mm. and then um, asking it, uh, what its purpose is in being with with Phyllis. I know, are you here to help her or, or harm her mm-hmm. or whatever? Um, and then bringing in guidance, heart, higher self, those from the light to help us work with that block to release it, to come to closure with it. Is it from this life, a past life, or something else? The guidance will tell us, and they will work with us during that session to help release that block or unblock you uh, plus do a number of other things that you've asked to be done during the session. Mm. So the the power is within you with the help of all the guidance available to us both, and it's your guidance, but they're eager to say, hey, let's help you through this. Let's mm. resolve this for you or take off layer after layer after layer rather yeah. quickly. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've been through in – Well, since I started my – this is what I called it. I started my search when I was 17. My metaphysical primer is Autobiography of a Yogi. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, there's a story, a beautiful story in there in reference to reincarnation where um, there was a a dear friend of his who died. And he made the promise that he would find him again Mm -hmm. because he believed in reincarnation, as did the boy. And he found him. It took time, right. but he eventually did find him. And there was a, it's a fascinating story. It really is. But I've been on my search, like I said, since I was 17. And, um, you know, that's, that's probably 45, 50 years or close to it or something like that. And I've never claimed to have the answers. I'm still looking. I, I, I live by the motto, it is better to begin in doubt and end in certainty than begin in certainty and end in doubt. Right. But I see a lot of people right now in this world who are living in certainty. And then they wonder why they're feeling depressed, why they're feeling anxious. Because the answers that they have chosen to hold on to, to grasp as tightly as they can, Mm -hmm. because they don't want things to change, are going to lead them into doubt, which is not going to help. Right. Exactly. Just... Don't don't get involved in the story. Don't get involved in the drama. Yeah, the drama is there to. It's a, it's not real. It's it's very real, but in one respect, it's not real. Right. And so mm-hmm. step away from the car. Just be a watchful observer and look into your heart yeah. for what wants to happen for your highest good. Not your head. Your head is third. The brain is third dimension. The heart is located or connected to the 
all all the possibilities for you in the fifth dimension. Right. Well, uh, to me, this is this all of this conversation that we've had here is, I think, vital for people to begin to understand that, number one, they have choices, lots of choices. One of them, of course, is to contact you um, and uh, through your website and, and so forth. Maybe have one of those free consultations, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, um, and, and then begin the process of moving forward. The other, I think, too, is, is to open your mind to the possibility that. Yes. Okay? Yes. And you decide what that is. Uh, because if we stay where we are, we're going to stagnate. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what happens to, for example, a body of water. Uh, if you have a body of water that is still, eventually you've got all, you've got all kinds of stuff growing in there. You've got mosquitoes. You've got all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. that just is not conducive to our lives, if you will. You need to have movement in that water, keeping it moving, keeping it stirring, keeping it refreshed and so forth. Uh, and um, it's the difference, like in computer language, there's, there's static and then there's dynamic in terms of different mm-hmm. kinds of files, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was uh, DLL? I can't remember what it is, but dynamic something, dynamic link library. That's what it was, dynamic. And then mm-hmm. they have these addresses. They're they're uh, three six nine ten digits long. They call them IP addresses. You can have a static IP address, or you can have a dynamic. And dynamic can constant is changing mm-hmm. periodically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we have to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, we do become yeah. static, if you will. Even going back to the way things used to be, if we could even do that, is still a form of stagnation, isn't it? Right. We're here to grow. We're here to evolve. We're here to um, experience new opportunities for our lives and more joy and more happiness in the process. This has been uh, a fascinating conversation, and um, I love having you uh, coming in here to share your perspective, to share your uh, your uh, various show uh, modalities, hmm. if you will. Uh, I like I like having you come in to t- to talk about these, whether we do it in person, or whether we do it via Zoom, what have you. Um, to me, it's it's something that I feel very strongly about. That I love having people come back in. I've got people this year that I've interviewed that I definitely want to have back on a regular basis because they have so much. There's so much richness there. What is on the horizon for you? Are there are there things you're looking at that you feel, you know, this might be something good to add to this long list of things that I offer um, in, in that regard? I am uh, recently took a workshop in Glastonbury, England, offered by Andy Tomlinson. He's a well-respected hypnotherapist um, in Britain who has his own hypnotherapy school. And it was on raising your vibration – Um, And it was a week long where we talked about how to uh, move to that higher vibration in our own thoughts and our own experiences and with tools and techniques to do so. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeking to incorporate some of those ideas into my own life and to bring some of the practices that Andy shared with us um, to my clients and to to those I interact with because there's there's so many resources of help out there. And we just need to discern what our needs are and to keep asking for assistance 
and get out of the way <laughs> and let assistants find you through synchronicities. Mm. So that's, I think, my, um, my next steps for me. Well, we look forward to having you back again as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and we have been talking with Peter Wright, and uh, we are going to wrap things up. But before we do, uh, I thank you for giving us so much time coming down and uh, sitting here. This is actually one of the first times that I've ever done an in-studio interview off of the same camera. Uh, it took a little, it took a little maneuvering, We're but we on. made it, made it work. Uh, and uh, I, I want to ask you those three questions that I ask my guests. But before I do that, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. Mm -hmm. New paradigms for a new world where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. We are also on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. That's our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. And we podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, Tune in Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. And we're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews, these conversations, and we hope that you will. And of course, we will be linked to uh, Peter Wright's website. And uh, you'll be able to click on that link and um, find out more about Peter and the work he does. Mm -hmm. And again, take advantage of that free consultation. Uh, we also ask that if you can support the work that we are doing financially, we would greatly appreciate that. We have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. And we ask that you spend time going within and listening to that still small voice. So important. Uh, now, we may he, Peter may have used the word meditation, but it's the same darn mm -hmm. thing because you're basically, <laughs> at the very least, you're quieting the body. Um, but I will tell you, Peter, there was an interesting thing that came up uh, when I was talking about this with someone. And, um, of course, when I first learned about meditation, it was like you had to shut down the mind. You had to right. push it aside. You, I mean, it was a kind of an aggressive thing against the right. mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, I thought about that after interviewing a number of people about meditation. I thought, well, what if we did this? What if we, what if we said, look, you're important, Okay. But I need this time over here, this quiet time. So could you give me this time right now? And when I'm done, I'll come back to you and we will have a mm -hmm. grand time doing, mm -hmm. taking the information I've gathered, the insights, right. et cetera, et cetera. And then one of my guests said something I thought was so profound. It blew me away. And I thought, yeah, because the mind, whether you want to use the term monkey mind or whatever, it is like a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what happens when a child is left out? Even if with that explanation of, I'll be back, they still feel left out. Mm -hmm. okay. So this one guest says, why don't you take the mind with you? Ask it to be quiet, but come on. You know, you're mm -hmm. part of this too. Right. And I thought, wow. That's a far cry from shut up and sit down. I'll be back, you know. A watchful observer mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now the mind has, if you will, firsthand knowledge, if you will, mm -hmm. of what took place in that space. So we encourage you to do that. We encourage you to take that time. With all that being said, I want to ask you those three final questions. The first of which is, who is Peter Wright? 
Peter Wright is a loving, forgiving being that is seeking to uh, have an impact in helping others uh, reach their true selves and to to be all that they can be. Mm. What is your life's purpose? To be of service, to be of service to those around me and to myself, but to be of service to those around me. And I'm not sure I've asked you this question, which we've changed out. What was your best day? Oh, my. Best day. Um, following my heart is my best day, mm. where I'm seeking to bring joy, happiness, to little old me in ways that, that truly uh, can inspire me to help me on the journey because life is not easy, but it's what we signed up for. Yeah. Well, Peter, once again, thank you for joining us here on the program, and we'll thank have you. you back to continue this dialogue, this conversation, uh, not only about the things that you are doing, incorporating, but also maybe going further in depth, uh, e even more so into some of the other people who have been influential mm -hmm. in Perfect. what you have brought forth in yourself to be of service to others. So thank you. Thank you. I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, where we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make the, your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol, Jeanette, I am still listening. Dad, continue to be happy. And to my best friend, Smokey, I'll see you down the road. All right. And then we'll go in here and we'll stop that recording. I'm very curious to see what the hell this is. I have no idea where that audio came from, but it doesn't matter because I, the audio that I'm going to be using oh, good. is in the video as well as over here. Let me stop <coughs>